marriage that's been, it's, it's unconstitutional what they're doing. Having judges, five judges, control what the whole nation is standing for, which the whole nation is standing for, a marriage between a man and a woman. And five men put in law for 50 states to stand with this. Have mercy on God's mercy be on those souls of those five men. Amen. And so totally redefined what marriage is. It's a redefinition of marriage. I'm not against uh, these homosexual and call them homosexual ungodly unions, if you want to call it something. That's what I would call it. Or homosexual civil unions. But don't call it marriage because that's marriage is defined in the Bible. Amen. It's defined by what Jesus says right here. And if it was defined any differently, Jesus would have said something different. But he, he said it in here. And so you can, you can bet your bottom dollar that's the word. In Romans 1, 20, uh, verses 26 through 27, let's look at that. And this is the Apostle Paul. I think we need to look at this because there are some Christians that are saying, hey, listen, we need to walk in love. And doesn't the Bible, doesn't the Bible teach that, that we should love everybody? And uh, yes, yes, the Bible does teach that we should love. We should love the sinner but hate the sin. Amen? And so we should love the sinner. Yeah, I'm not against homosexuals, but I am against the sin that will destroy their lives, send them to hell and destroy the sanctity of, of, of the family, which is marriage between a man and a woman. And it's an attack on family. And family really uh, is, is God's, God is all about family. A church is a family. Amen. And it's an attack on family and manhood. Amen. And so Romans 1, uh, 26, 27, if you're there, just look at that. Praise God. I mean, I could go a little bit further, but it says, for this, re for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use of what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. This is pretty strong words here. And, and in some people that are claiming to be Christians that are, or homosexual Christians are, are trying to say that the Bible doesn't teach against this kind of lifestyle. But what is Paul saying here? And then a little bit further down, it talks about Paul saying that those who practice these types of lifestyles are deserving of death and also for those that approve of these lifestyles. So if you approve of it, you might as well be with them. When Moses was uh, under attack, you know, with his authority, and there was another group that came up, I don't know if it was Korah or Dathan or who, whoever it was that came up against Moses, they knew God as well. They had, you know, they, they had some, uh, you know, they, they worked with God, worked with Moses, but they thought that they should be in charge. And Moses said, okay, let's draw a line, and everybody that's on their side go on their side. Everybody that's on Moses' side go on that and let God be the judge. And the Bible says that the earth opened up and swallowed them <laughs> down. They dropped. And, everybody, and God stood with Moses. Amen? Listen, I, I, you know, listen, there is going to be a great divide in the end days. 
And we're going to have to stand for truth or we're going to, if we don't stand for truth, we'll fall for anything. And we're going to have to stand for what the word of God says, even if it's uncomfortable. Amen. You know, our, our Christian walk is not always supposed to be comfortable. Yes. It's not going to always, you might get some persecution Amen. for standing up for what's right. Amen. You know, we must stand up for what's right. Amen. And we must do that, or if we're not, if we don't do that, then then who will? If if not us, who? Amen. And so we need to stand for that. So we see that in First Timothy one, eight through eleven, it says it this way because you know we want to look at more scripture pertaining to this. It says that we know that the law is good when used correctly, for the law was not intended for people who do do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their fathers or who kills their father and mother or commit other murders. The law is for people who are sexual immoral or who practice homosexuality, who are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, and who do anything else that contradicts the wholesome teaching that comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God. So we see there's a list here. I'm not, you know, just preaching against homosexuality and same-sex marriage. I'm preaching against all sin that's in here. Amen. It's, it would be, it's, it's the same thing if you're, a, if you're a saved person and you're living with somebody. You're, you're, you're going against what the Word of God says. Amen. You should be married. Amen. So you're, you're going crosswise in the teachings of the Word of God. And so we have, to, we have to look at some of these scriptures and what, what the problem is, is that, that most Christians don't read their Bible. Most Christians don't study their Bible. And that's why most Christians are easily deceived. They go with what sounds right, what feels right. If you go with what feels right, you could die an early death. Amen. Amen. You, know, you know, you have people say, well, I, I feel that this is how I feel. I'm... I'm this kind of person because that's how I feel. Amen. Listen, we're not supposed to live by feelings. We're supposed to live by faith. We live, we're supposed to live by principle. And so we, we have to look at this. And I'm going to say this, that if you're in an ungodly lifestyle, no matter if it's homosexual lifestyle or if, it's, or if you're a whoremonger or if you're out there doing all the wrong, you know, wrong areas, you can be set free of that. Amen. Jesus came to set us free from these things. Some people say and some people will preach that uh, the advocates of this same-sex marriage will say that, that, that homosexuals are born that way. I don't believe that. I believe it's a lifestyle. It's a decision that you make that you start engaging in and you start partaking of and then you start believing that. Amen? And, and listen, uh, let's look at this. It says here, and this is the Apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church. And he's talking to the church and he's talking to, to them about what, what they used to do. What they used to do. It says here, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetousness, covetous, nor drunkards, nor rival, revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. 
And notice it says this after this, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. So what he was saying was that in the Corinthian church, like all churches, we, and we all have practiced these things. But he said, you, you used to practice those things, but you don't practice those things anymore. You're washed by the blood of Christ. Amen. You're sanctified by the blood of Christ. You're new creations in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. So, so the, there were people that were practicing these things. If homosexuality is supposed to be, you know, in the Bible and, and it's supposed to be something that the Bible, you know, backs up, then why does it say that these people escaped out of those things? It shouldn't have been put in there then. So we have to, we have to look at the scripture. You know, one person says, the, you know, I heard one person say, the Bible isn't a rule book to follow. What are you talking about? The Bible is a rule book. It's God's rule book. It's God's playbook. We go by what God says in this word. It's not about, you know, somebody may ask me, Pastor, do you think a homosexual will make it to heaven? I'll say, well, what does, it doesn't matter what I think. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? What does it say here? Um, who will not inherit the kingdom of God? Who, who will not? Well, what does, it, what does the Bible say? Because my opinion doesn't matter. It, it has to go back to the word of God. You know, some people say, well, I'm, I'm being judgmental or being a big. No, I'm just standing with God. Amen. You might be being a bigot against me because I'm believing the truth and you're believing a lie. You're telling me I'm wrong. Well, it's not about me being wrong. You're telling me that the Bible's wrong. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we got to look at these things and we have a, you know, we have a responsibility to warn those that especially, you know, some would say we're not supposed to judge people. Who's, who told you that? And they will say, well, because the Bible says judge not lest you be judged by the measure you judge others will be measured back to you. Why do you look at your brother? Uh, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but don't look at the log that's in your own eye? First, take a log out of your own eye. Then you can take the speck out of your brother's eye. It does say take the speck out of your brother's eye, by the way. It just says don't be judging people if you're walking in the same type of sin and telling them that they're messing up Amen. until you get your life right. That's what that scripture is talking about. It's not talking about we're not supposed to judge. No, in the church, we're supposed to judge fruit. We're supposed to judge what people are walking in so we can correct them. Amen. Amen. And for us not to say, oh, you know, it'd be just like you having kids and one, one person, one of your ch children doing something wrong. Oh, I'm not going to judge you for what you did, you know. I'm not going to say you did something wrong. You stole that piece of candy out, you know. No, you judge that. How do you determine what's good and what's bad? Amen. What's good and what's evil? Amen. You have to judge. You know, the Bible says we will be judging angels. We'll, we'll, as saints, we'll be judging this world. So, so judgment is all in the Bible. There's a book called Judges. <laughs> Amen. Don't, don't say you're not supposed to. You, you're not supposed to be judging. It's all in the Bible. Amen. You know, there was a church that I guess kind of swallowed, 
some of that, it was the Corinthian church, they, they kind of swallowed it, that lie that you're, you're, everybody's okay. It doesn't matter what they're doing in the church. But in first, in, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, there was this man that was having sexual relations with his mother-in-law. And Paul found out about it. And Paul was writing to the Corinthian church and said, you guys did not mourn about it. You guys didn't, didn't get upset about it. You guys just left the guy alone. And he said, you need to judge this guy and kick him out of the church. And he said, because his sin will spread into the church. And you weren't taking this matter. And, and Paul said, I have judged this matter already in the spirit. And I have turned the man over to Satan for the dis destruction of his flesh. I'm trying to get it out this morning. For the destruction of his flesh. So, 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 so Paul knew that if this guy, you know, it sounds like to me, some people say once saved, always saved. I don't believe that's what the Bible says, but you may believe that. It sounds like to me that, that, that Paul was, was concerned about this man's soul. That's why he turned the man over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that he would wake up and repent. Get his life right. Cut that thing off that's destroying his life and get back to God. Amen. Isn't that right? So listen, I don't want to be, I don't want to be up in heaven. I don't want to be at the judgment seat of Christ. It could be the great white throne. If I'm, you know, thinking that I'm supposed to be at the judgment seat of Christ, and God said, depart from me, you hypocrite. <laughs> Boy, this is a sober, mess sober message today. But God has given us the power to stand, to the power. There's no temptation that is common to man. But God is faithful. With every temptation, he will always make a way of an escape. There's power. Amen? It's just the way we think about things. It's our thinking that the enemy's trying to infiltrate, in, in, uh, just, just bring in. He's trying to get our thinking wrong. He's trying to get our thinking wrong. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's, it's our, our life is a product of our thinking. How are we thinking about it? What are we thinking on? What are we meditating on? Because your thought life will take you to, to either good places or bad places. Where your thoughts go, the man will follow. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Out of it springs the wellsprings of life. We've got to guard our hearts. And, and how do we guard our hearts? We have to guard our minds from these philosophies that are floating around. Men's philosophies. Men, ungodly people trying to tell us what's right and going against the word of God is totally wrong. And we can't just say, well, you know, it's okay, you know, if, if, if you know, if, if, if it's a gay union, it's okay. We should be nice to these people, not say anything. No, woe for us. To, we should warn them what the Bible says about it. And their thinking's wrong. And get their thinking's right. There's plenty of people that used to be homosexual that have, that have come out of that lifestyle. Amen. Married with children. Plenty of people, plenty of people that have come out of that. 
Plenty of people that, that receive salvation and used to drink and be drunkards and, and got out of it and, and they don't drink anymore. Are you hear what I'm saying today? Just because your daddy did it and just because your mama did it, you're in a new family. If you're a new creation, the Bible says if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. But pastor, I'm, th this is part of me. This, no, old things are passed away and all things, 2 Corinthians 5, and all things have become new. Amen? So we need, we, need, we need to get our thinking straight. The enemy's working against our thinking. How we think about things will determine where we go in life. How we react or how we respond to what's going on in this life. 2 Corinthians 10 Three, uh, uh, verses 3 through 5 says this, Through we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring every thought to the captivity of to the obedience of Christ. So it says here that, that, that we don't walk, or, or though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. And so, but, but our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down stronghold. Our weapons, our mighty weapons, is the Word of God. The Word of God is likened to a sword, and it will cut any negative thing off our lives. It will cut, it will cut cancer out of our life. The word of God, the truth of God's word will cut poverty out of our life. The truth of God's word will cut, cut ungodliness out of our life. The truth of God's word, we have to replace secular thinking with biblical thinking. And so what we're doing is, we're, 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 as Christians, we watch 40 hours of TV a week. We read maybe 10 minutes of Bible a week. And we expect our life to change. And we're, and we're soaking in. A lot of us as Christians, we're soaking in the movies that the ungodly people watch. We're soaking in the TV shows. They're now becoming more and more ungodly. That, that, that's trying to, you know, uh, give out a, a way of thinking for us to be okay with it. And we start watching these ungodly shows and start laughing with the sinners and we start getting lukewarm and we become like that frog and we will slowly boil. Yes, brother, tell the truth, man. And we got to make sure that we're not lukewarm. God, Jesus is not coming back for a lukewarm church. He said, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. He's I'd rather you hot or cold. Listen, if you're practicing a lifestyle that's ungodly. Don't even say that you're standing for Christ. I don't want you in my camp. I'll love you even more if you say that because then I'll just, you know, I can love you more. But if you say that you're a Christian and you're practicing ungodly lifestyles and promoting it, then, you know, you're definitely standing against the word of God. And you're standing against a person because if a, if a person that has that lifestyle believes that they're okay with God, thinking that Jesus is okay with them and they're living this lifestyle, they're going to have a rude awakening on Judgment Day. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to our brothers and sisters that are going off, going wrong. We have a responsibility to warn them. 
We need to be warning people if they're going wrong. We're not here. I'm not here to judge the, the, uh, the person that's not in the body of Christ. You know, we're not here to judge the world. The world sins. They need Jesus. I'm not here to judge uh, somebody that's outside and that, that doesn't claim to be a Christian. But if you're putting Christian on your name, then I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> if you're saying you're standing with the Bible and, and, and homosexual is, is, is Bible, then I'm going to talk to you. But if you're, if you're an unbeliever and that's not in your equation, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to love on you and I'm going to try to talk to you too about the love of Christ that can bring you out of it. That can deliver you and set you free from it. Yes. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. You, know, uh, you know, this idea of equality and that, that this type of lifestyle is a race of people is nonsense. It's a sexual preference. These people define their whole life by, by how they have sex. Have you ever thought about that? It's not anything else. It's... it's it's, it's, it's how they do sex. No other race defines themselves at that, that way. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It's totally absurd. It's totally perverse. And we need to start standing again for what's right. If we don't stand... For what's right, again, we will fall for anything. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Let me give you a couple quotes here before I... Amen. Here's something that some uh, a person said here. Barton Niemöller said, uh, when the Nazis came for the communists, I remained silent. I was not a communist. When they locked up the social democrats, I remained silent. I was not a social democrat. When they came to, to the trade unionists, uh, I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Uh, when they came for the Jews, I remained silent. I wasn't a Jew. When they came to me, there was no one left to speak out. <laughs> Amen. In other words, you know, a lot of people say, well, what does this have to do with me? Our freedoms are really at risk, people. Amen. Because, you know, now, if you study it out, people that, nations that have went to this same-sex marriage, now they are, are enacting laws about hate speech, yes. saying that if you have an opinion, or if you speak the Bible, and you speak the Word of God, that you could be thrown in jail for it. Amen. So, you know, our liberties are at risk. Our freedom of speech is at risk. So it's, it's happening all over the place. The, the enemy, it's, it's bigger than just civil union having some rights. I'm not against people having rights. The same rights as marriage. That's fine with me. But don't call it a marriage. Don't put it in that mix. Amen. And so, and so we, need to, we need to be aware of that, that, that the enemy is working against us. Yes, Benjamin Frank said, we must all stand together or surely we shall all hang separately. Amen? Praise God. So we need to start standing for what's right in this day. We need to start warning our brothers and sisters if they have a title of, I'm a Christian. If people are coming in and 
we, we, need a, we need to do what the Bible says. If people are practicing ungodly lifestyles, no matter if it's homosexuality or if it's any other ungodly lifestyle, and, and they, they're in the church, then we need to talk to them and try to get them corrected and get them to correct themselves. But if they don't correct themselves and they're a member, then they need to be excommunicated. Amen. 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 Praise God. Or we don't need to have anything. The Bible even actually says if there's a so-called brother or sister in the Lord that says they're, they're saved and they're in your fellowship, but they're practicing ungodly things, the Bible says we're not even supposed to associate with them. If, you know, if we talk to them and they don't listen and they want to go on their merry way or they want to do the wrong things, and stand, then we're not supposed to be buddying up with them. It's called tough love. Tough love might bring them back into a place where they wake up. And we need to wake up. We need to wake up as Christians. We need, you know, I wanted to, and I'm probably going to preach this month on prayer. We need to get back to prayer. We need to get back on our knees. We need to start praying for our nation. We need to start praying for one another. I'm telling you, we're in the end days. We need, to, we need to be in our knees praying for our politicians, praying that God will raise up some people. Maybe some of you might need to get in government. <laughs> that believe what I just preached today. Amen. Maybe, you know, you say somebody should do something. Maybe you should be raised up to be a senator or to be a congressman or a woman. Maybe somebody in here needs to get in and start doing something, standing up for what's right. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? If not us, who will? And some will say, well, Christians shouldn't get in politics. Have you read your Bible lately? In the Old Testament, you had a lot of people in politics. Daniel was in politics. The, the Meshach and, and Shadrach and Abednego were, were in politics. A lot of people were in politics. Amen. We, the whole nation was founded on Christian principles. Half the Constitution, as I studied, was based on the Bible. This, it, this nation is built as a Christian nation. For people to say, this is a Christian nation. It's more Christian than most nations. We're sending more missionaries out than any other nation in the world. We're more Christian than most nations. And for you to say, this isn't a Christian nation. It wasn't built on Christianity. All the schools were built on Christianity. When they took prayer out of the schools, that's when we started going down. Amen. We need to start praying again. Notice prayer was taken out and the enemy came in. So we need to start praying again. We need to do, the, we need to do what the Bible says. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, seek the Lord's face and turn from their wicked ways. What's, what's wicked, Pastor? Well, if you're kind of siding with the world, it's kind of wicked ways. If you're not opening your mouth and saying anything that's true, well, I'm not saying anything wrong, but if you're not saying anything at all, you're, 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 if we're not saying anything at all, we're just as bad. We need to be saying something. We need to be speaking up. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We never like to end our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you died right now and you don't know if you'd make it to heaven, just pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me. Say, Dear Lord, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he was raised from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, I'm trusting you for my life today. I'm, I receive you today 
as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again. And so we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our website at www.exceedlifechurch.org. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, you can also go on the, our website and um, put that prayer request in. We believe that God will, will hear your prayers and answer your prayers. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.